Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome back on board On the Mark. Mark Lawrence, believe it or not, is in the building but on a day off. So with me this morning is my old friend Steve Kushaloff. Steve, good to see you, sir. Good to be here. We're now, happy to have you here. I, I don't know that Mark would, Mark might take exception when you say has the day off. I mean, he's well, not he was on... supposed to have the day off, but he, yeah, right. he changed it. So, but he is taking advantage of the fact that he will be taking the day off tomorrow and Thursday and Friday, mm-hmm. and so he's getting all of the work done that he has to do, so that he can take those three days and enjoy them without worrying about what happens here at the radio station. Right. So, can't say I blame him for that. No. So uh, let's let's jump. Well, right we in, no, uh, we can't jump right into. But I've oh, got to tell people right. who brought you the program. You've been in radio long enough to Golly know we man. have to talk about our wonderful sponsor, yes. the Sunbury Motor Company. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. They're a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They specialize, you know, in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday. Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. Find out more about them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They're the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. On the Mark, as I said, is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795. Or email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And now, what do you want to jump into? Well, we could talk about um, political correctness and um, that type of thing, which I know just gets people's blood boiling. I mean, as I'm looking at you, you're, there's smoke coming out of your well, ears. Well, that's because of the stupid thing Google's doing now. Well, we'll get to that. All right. So um, I, had, uh, I had lunch with a good friend of mine, a Republican. Yes, Joe, I do have... Republican friends. Well, I consider myself one of them. Yes, absolutely. So <laughs> this fellow said to me, what do you think of this new uh, rule that has been handed down by the Academy of Motion Pictures, which is, you know, the institution that puts out the Academy Awards. Right, and, and punishes people if they slap somebody half silly in a, an award ceremony. Well, you know, I, we'll get, we could talk about that, too. Which <laughs> oh, we have talked about that. I'm it's sure. old news. Yeah. But anyway, he said... They They've got this rule now that... When was it instituted? Just recently? I think just recently that a a film cannot win a particular award unless 30% of the production team is diversified, meaning minority, uh, whatever, um, physically challenged, that type of thing. And I heard that, and I heard him tell me this, and I have to admit, my first thought was that... That's terrible. 
That's no good. No, I agree with you. Your first thought is absolutely correct. But then the more you think about it, number one, there's two things. Number one, it's not like movies would be nominated and then somebody would say, okay, let's run through the production team, make sure that they've got the 30% figure. No, if you're making a movie, you are going to you're going to meet that 30% threshold when at the beginning of the process when you make it. Secondly, Joe... Well, there's a problem right there with the first part of it. Well, let me get to the second right. part. The second part is, have you ever noticed when you watch a movie, do you, do you happen to look at the credits? Do you ever look at the credits? No, I don't. My, my son is one of those sure. people who sits there through the end of every last credit, but right. I leave the minute the movie's over. Okay. My wife and I are astounded, literally astounded, when you see the number of people it takes to make a movie. My, and I mean, forget the cast. The cast is nothing. I'm just going to try to come up with a number. If you look at a standard movie, and then you look at all the credits, there have to be 600 I would say there have to be at least 600 names of people that are involved, and it's probably more than that. So to say that 30% of that 600 needs to be uh, diversified, minority, etc., what it amounts to, and this is going to tick people off, what it amounts to is affirmative action for the motion picture industry. Well, of course, you know they're all woke up there in Hollywood. Of they're course. all woke. Uh, yes, and, and that's, that's but, but true. The, but the problem here is the arbitrary number, 30 percent. And how does, that, how does that equate into anything truly meaningful other than providing employment for a number of people who maybe couldn't get that employment on their own? Maybe they're eminently qualified, in which case I believe they'd have been hired in the first place. See, I don't necessarily think they would have been hired in the first place. I mean, we've just seen so many examples throughout, let's say, history of how uh, feelings have uh, uh, changed towards various groups. For instance, we were watching a uh, series the other night on one of the streaming services. The, uh, it was called a very British. I think it was called a very British scandal, and it was based on a uh, divorce back in uh, the United Kingdom, back in the very early '60s, and uh, the judge awarded the man the uh, the divorce, but he did, he did so in a way that utterly, utterly humiliated the woman. Joe, you know, we've all... But uh, what's that got to do with Hollywood? And, right. What it, because but I think there was a time in our history when women in general were, were treated, I don't want to necessarily say second-class okay. citizens, but it was perfectly okay. Have you read those credits? Many, many, many of them are women. So obviously women don't figure into this equation at all. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. Well, could, in that which case, I would say to you that every movie has at least 30 percent women involved go. with it. There you go. But the problem that I see with it is to say to any creative endeavor that we have to pick people based on their color, their physical handicap, their whatever it is. When you're talking about arts, it should be based on who is best qualified right. to deliver what needs to be delivered. Okay. But, you know, then, and I think that's true in every occupation, every job ever made. Right. Then I would suggest 
the next time you're watching a movie, force yourself just to, to take a look at the credits. I mean, some of the jobs, Joe. Well, I know. I've read some of the jobs from time to time. I mean, tell me what a gaffer is. A gaffer is somebody who rigs the scenery. There you go. An electrical gaffer. There are all kinds of gaffers. Okay. Um, you know, and... We, uh, I always like Best Boy. I guess he's best the head boy. electrician. Okay. <laughs> How, you I think, know, this series, but in any event, the, the real problem here is that we're supposed to be a society now based not on on quotas, on uh, on specific gender identities, and all this stuff. We're supposed to be, and that was the goal all along. We're supposed to be just a good, honest group of people trying to do the best job we can, hire the best people for the job, and whoever that happens to be, that happens to be. In the absence of you being able to demonstrate to me that somebody is specifically denying the most qualified person for the job Mm -hmm. based on their race, based on their sex, based on their religion. Right. I don't see an issue. Okay, so when you... That's why I said I want you to really sit there because it's not just gaffers and best boys. Look how many drivers there are for a movie. How many actors? Look at all the black actors that are in in movies today. and, And how many of those actors... Would be in those positions so, if right. somehow. So you're telling me that a transgender actor should play George Washington? I'm not saying that at all. But you, you, I <laughs> but tell that's you to... <laughs> exactly the kind of argument you're making. That you forget the talent, forget the qualifications. No, we've no, got to have. At, we have to have so many see, people in here who fit, who check these boxes. And once again, Joe has gone to extremes. But we have a Stan, call. You're on the mark, Stan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, with all this quota stuff going on in, in Hollywood. Will they also be, uh, yeah, the political affiliation with some of these people, will that be considered in? Because right now, if you, if you openly consider, uh, determine that there's a person is a conservative or lean Republican, they generally are pretty much blackballed in have you, Hollywood. Have you, have you ever heard, you know who the actor Kelsey Grammer is? Kelsey Grammer, yeah, I know. right? Kelsey Grammer is a uh, well known uh, supporter of Republicans. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is doing better than ever. He seems to show up in a lot of uh, movies. Uh, you know, there's there's no doubt about it. Like Joe said, for the for the most part, Hollywood uh, tends to be and woke is a, is a fine word. But there are still there are plenty of actors. Uh, how about Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson oh, is. Oh yeah, you concerned. see him everywhere these days. No, you don't. He's been blackballed. <laughs> yeah, but that's not because of his political beliefs. That's because he does things like, you know, he go he goes out and rails against um, people that are uh, disagree with him or whatever. So Alec Baldwin actually shoots people, and he's on the left, and he's still making movies. Well, that's to be. Uh, we're not sure what happened in that situation, but you know, it's just like anything else. <laughs> it's just like anything else. Um, for instance, if Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling's a, a pretty well, he's, he's a, a baseball player, right? right? And Schilling is is known as a, again a supporter of Trump, right wing. I guarantee you, if Kurt Schilling was still p- pitching, 
nobody would uh, keep him off their pitching staff just because of his political views. In fact, for that matter... But yet you believe that somebody's keeping Colin Kaepernick off the field because of his political views? I don't... don't, It's not just because of his political views. It's because they they seem to see Colin Kaepernick as a a lightning rod for, uh, you know... Well, we're we're taking Stan's time, but I think you can make the argument that maybe he isn't as talented as other people are. Well, I guess I remember him as a quarterback. He was pretty talented. What do you think, Stan? <laughs> well, I think politics, I mean, yeah, politics, I'm sorry. Uh, as far as sports goes, they sports, for the most part, I think, in some of them, football, baseball, probably lean a little more conservative the players than, say, in basketball. And hockey's probably on the conservative side. But, you know, they're not the same as Hollywood. It's, you know, they don't have the audience, per se, and they don't make a, well, once the game's over, unless you're going back for uh replays you won't see it again and it doesn't really matter because they don't put that out on the on the field or on the rink but in movies that's all over the place but that's not why i called okay why i called was on friday i believe it was uh uh, biden traveled to seattle i believe somewhere out watching i think it was seattle to sign some executive order for environmental thing and he was talking about how no joke now this is what he said no joke (laughs) <laughs> he uh, said how he was going to spend billions of dollars to make every military vehicle environmentally friendly. Now, I'm not sure because, you know, he's light on uh, specifics on stuff like that. But uh, the generality is how do you make a, a military vehicle environmental friendly? I would say that they're going to try and make them electrified. That's going to be pretty bad. I, I'm of the theory that the military is designed for one thing. To break things and kill people. That's what it's designed for. And if you have a vehicle that is reliant on an electric battery and at 200 miles or whatever it runs, they die and there's no electric charging station nearby, how are they going to get up and back into the fight? That was an interesting question. What's the answer? To leave it the way it is. Do you really think... That when people, when when countries go to war, that they're worried about environmentally, environmental friendliness. Well, the war is pretty environmentally Destroying unfriendly. things, right. burning things, just obliterating things. Environmentally friendliness is nowhere near anything on their mind. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of an environmentally friendly war. Exactly. <laughs> and you drop a few nukes, what's that do? You know, as as Russia has threatened, you know, vaguely threatened that that could be a possibility. What happens to the environment then? <laughs> you think all the fossil fuels we may or may not burn will have a who to difference at that point? I don't. Well, the problem we face is a, there's a bigger one than that. I mean, with all due respect to my learned opposition on the other side of the table, we are <laughs> blessed or cursed with one of the weakest presidents in United States history. Because this man just cannot, cannot exude any kind of strength or courage in the face of of the enemy, if you will. You know, Joe, I will give you an E for effort trying to bait me, but I'm not, I'm not going for that stuff. Okay, well, you don't have to. Is that because you know it's true? Uh, you know the old saying, <laughs> silence means consent, Stan. Silence means consent. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's like I sit here and I tell myself... 
It's only 90 minutes. It's only 90 <laughs> minutes. Here, we got an email. Let's read this email uh, well, here. Uh, or the text. You brought whatever. up Kurt Schilling. It says, Kurt Schilling is kept out of the Hall of Fame because of his politics. So. To which I would say, hey, Pete Rose is also kept out of the Hall no, of Fame. No, he's kept out because of his gambling. Well, he didn't let me finish. Okay. Pete Rose is kept out of the Hall of Fame because of his gambling. Yep. But I, I don't, number one, I don't think... Um, well, okay, he admitted Peace. it. But the thing is, Pete Rose, all you got to do is look at what he achieved as a baseball player. Believe me, player. I believe he should be in. Well, Stan, we'll go. give you the final word. What, what say you? And then we have to take a break. And then we have another caller. I agree. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. And from my understanding, he never bet on any of the games that he was playing in or his team played in. Well, we, we can't so, prove that, but you're it, right. That's what I heard, too. So. Yeah, so if that's proven, I think they can prove that somehow. I don't know how he was betting, whether it was through, you know, bookies or whatever. If it was through bookies, and I guess you can never prove it. But if it was through betting, legal betting uh, thingies, and I don't know what they call them, betting houses or whatever it is out in Vegas where it's legal to bet, then, you know, that stuff could probably be proven. But irregardless, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame. You know, it's no sweat off my back because doesn't ain't going to harm me one way or the other, whether he is or not. But I just think they've railroaded him for a long time. And, eh, okay. I'm ended. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call, Stan. Mike, hang on. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more of On the Mark in just a moment. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And welcome back to On the Mark. We've got Mike standing by. Mike, you've been very patient. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. How are you today? Fine, thanks. And you? Good, thanks. Uh, two quick comments. I, I believe I believe in merit uh, hiring. I think that's the, the way that we have to eventually go or get to. But that kind of ignores the discriminatory nature of people. And I, the gentleman you're with, I think, historically you can look and see oodles and oodles of of the cases of people discriminating against each other on all kinds of bases. But I, I do believe in the merit. I just, I don't know how we're gonna get, how we're gonna all get around to that uh, level of consciousness. And my second uh, comment is, uh, when, when I hear the word woke, I think of, it's the truth. We wanna talk about the truth. Maybe it's not all the truth, but I, I find people who, who put down that word woke are in denial. Because the people who are talking about being woke are usually wanting, wanting to talk about things that happened in the past that weren't really laid out, whether it be in homes or schools or whatever. So I'm all about lay it all out on the table. Let's have a full-throated debate. And uh, maybe they shouldn't call it woke. Let's call it full-throated debate. <laughs> and uh, have a great day. Right. Thanks, Mike. But let me ask you one question. 
Is there there an overriding need to guarantee that everybody gets some chance to participate, or should it all be based on on, on ability? I mean, do you see any need at all to, and I agree with you, I mean, I think it should be based on on merit uh, and merit alone, but, you know, what about people who maybe would be really good at the job, but they don't quite come up to the level of some of the other candidates? Should they be given a shot or not? Well, (laughs) the goal would be strictly by merit, but you can't, you just can't ignore our history. We are a discriminatory species, and you can't ignore that. So I don't know. How, I don't. I'm not saying I know how to get around it. Uh, you know, it's like people have to have a little more self-respect, maybe, and realize that all people need to be treated equally. I don't care what color you are, what religion you are, how tall you are, how thin you are. And but how do you get there? How do you get the human species to get there? <laughs> I think it's going to take. A little more uh, evolution, if you will, or growth of some sort. Well, if you figure that's how I feel about it. If you figure that one out, Mike, give us a call back because you're going to be a hero. Even even if you have these uh, these quotas in place, you still there is still a uh, major level of merit-based selection. For instance. Uh, suppose you have a quota that says uh, 10 out of 100 have to be uh, diversified slash minority. Um, who's, okay, somebody, you know, just because 10% have to, to fill this, suppose you have um, 15% that want to fit into this quota. Well, somebody out there is going to say, well, listen, we know we have to fill 10%. Uh, but we've got even more people applying that that will exceed this 10%. Now, of course, they could say, so we're going to say, okay, maybe we'll hire 12%, um, but maybe not. Uh, And the point I I still go back to is because of programs that that make people upset, like affirmative action, we have seen that – Minorities, diversified individuals, etc., have the ability, whether whether it's in Hollywood, whether it's in sports, whether it's to be admitted into a into a college, and it, it's like Mike said, it's going to take some kind of an evolution. Okay, and uh, that that's what happens finally. Mike, we'll give you the final word. Uh, I guess my final word would be, if if you can prove that a certain L, a certain um, category is being discriminated against, then I would support affirmative action on that. Short of that, I'm for merit. Fair enough. Thank you, Mike. I think you, I'm for merit. You're welcome. Thanks Have a, a great lot. Day. Appreciate your call. Let me give you an example, um, if I may. Certainly. You are about to have major surgery. Okay. And the hospital has a policy that 30% of all surgeries must be performed by minorities or some other sort of um, protected class. Perf- and and you don't have any say over who's going to perform that surgery. You're going to get either one of the better surgeons or you're going to get these people that are there because 30% of the surgeries have to be performed. Now, we're not saying anything about their competency. Exactly. Maybe they're very competent. Exactly. But it would do you want to know that your doctor is based solely on his ability, the guy operating on you is solely on his ability, or do you want to take the chance that because somebody has decided that 30% of our surgery should be performed by minorities – 
or others in protected classes. Who do you want operating on you? I would I would have put my trust in the institution, in this case the the hospital, and uh, to believe that. Uh, whether somebody got in under the 30% or whether somebody was part of the 70%, that the hospital was still choosing people who met their their standards to uh, conduct the certain kind of surgery. So, in other words... Uh, so, so you're saying that even though 30% might be required to be minorities or others, that they still have to be extremely well qualified? Correct. In which case, why wouldn't they have been hired in the first place? Joe, because like we have been talk, talking around for too many years through our history, people who were qualified, eminently qualified, were ignored, discriminated against because of whatever. Well, let's their take gender, a look at their color, their skin, etc. Let's take a look at a very competent brain surgeon, a guy named Ben Carson, who happens to be black, and your side of the aisle just made mockery out of him, calling him Uncle Tom and when he was running for president, you know, you didn't have any respect for him as a human being. But we certainly had respect for him as a brain surgeon. Did you? Absolutely. <laughs> In fact, I think my it's possible that my wife actually heard him speak at a conference or something like that, or somebody that I know, or whatever. Uh, you know, his, his the criticism that my side of the aisle, whatever that means, had for Ben Carson had absolutely nothing to do with his competency as a surgeon. There have been numerous... Uh, Bill Frist, you probably remember Bill Frist. He was a senator, I think, from Tennessee or something. Uh, doctor. He was a doctor. Nobody questioned his competency. Even Rand Paul. Well, look at Dr. Oz. He's being beaten over the head now. He's not. He's, he's a quack. He's this. He's that. Isn't Just he because... one of those who says, I play a doctor on TV? No, he is a doctor. Okay, that's great. But I can name numerous... He invented uh, a heart valve that saved countless lives. Okay. Uh, then that's great. Let him run, let him get hired by Geisinger. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, Rand Paul, what is Rand Paul? He's an ophthalmologist. Okay. He's probably got, you know, nobody criticism, criticizes him because of his abilities as a doctor. Well, I wouldn't say that. No. I think they tend to smear him. Oh, if I say God. you're an idiot because you believe something, you know, doesn't that make no. you uh, a no. little more suspect in what you do for a living? No. No, I think it does. You know, if I say your opinions are junk, <laughs> that doesn't mean I don't think you're Well, right. we'll have to discuss my yeah. opinions when we get back. we got to take a break for the news right now. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We'll be back after the news. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you, and welcome back. With me today is Steve Kushaloff. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials, and you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications right online. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package, too, while you're there. 
there. And remember, the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. And they're a master towing service with decades of experience. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemark at wkok.com, as several people have done. We'll get to those emails in a moment. But first, let's check some news headlines. A Northumberland County man died in a collision of a car and a tractor-trailer at the intersection of Route 61 and Route 890 Monday morning. State troopers at Stonington tell us 66-year-old Rodney Brocious of Sunbury died in that crash around 9 a.m. The trucker was not injured. Troopers say Brocious pulled from a stop sign into the path of the truck. No other injuries were reported. A locally-based national touring group, which has performed thousands of concerts for hospitalized veterans, is going on a hiatus. Well, I'm pressing... There we go. (laughs) The reason? There are no performers available to keep their mission going for the first time in its history. The group Recreation made the announcement Monday. It will begin its hiatus August 1st. The group's board of directors says the group will continue performing until July 31st when their current cast is leaving. The group says they are still looking for cast members and are accepting applications. So far, the group says no young person has expressed interest. There is application information on the Recreation Facebook page. Recreation also says its national sponsors are considering their options, but it's still expected that most, if not all, will have to limit or suspend their support. During the hiatus, Recreation says it could keep the extension to veterans on YouTube through show uploads. They would include personal shout-outs to veterans, followed by edited versions of shows from the group's 40-plus years of video archives. Recreation was founded in 1976, providing the only live therapeutic entertainment presence in our nation's VA medical centers. Matt Catrillo, News Radio 1070, WKOK. And it's unknown what's next for outgoing U.S. Congressman Fred Keller of the 12th District. He lives in Kramer, of course. He shared this Monday morning during the Rise and Shine Legislative Breakfast hosted by the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. This year, right now, I'm going to uh, do the job that I've been tasked to do and then going forward probably still stay active in, in that way, and I'm not sure where the good Lord will take me, but I'll worry about that then. Congressman Keller's 12th U.S. Congressional District was recently moved, and Keller now lives in the district represented by Congressman G.T. Thompson, the 15th District. And that's our look at the news headlines, and we're back with On the Mark. We have a number of emails that we have um, have to look at here, and we'll touch on those. Uh, one says, and I think this is, ties right into our discussion, Steve, before the break, China strives for excellence. We strive for equity. Who do you think is going to win? Affirmative action is discrimination. If you want equity, bring the underserved up to the standard. Two, two comments that I would have. Number one, I think in our own Declaration of Independence, it says all men are created equal. So for starters, America, uh, it does tend to be based on the idea that uh, that we are all equal. Now, through our history, there's been some ifs, ands, and buts about that. Slavery, uh, various people not permitted to vote up until a certain time. But basically, America is based on the idea that all men are created equal. The other thing is, and, you know, again, 
some people try to talk okay, around but you, this. You're stopped at the, you, you, let me stop you at that point. All men are created equal. Yeah. That doesn't mean they remain equal Absolutely over the course not. of their lifetime. Absolutely not. But my whole point was with things like affirmative action, which I, I, I admit upset people, such as this writer, um, it, it, it almost forces... And we hate that word, too. We hate that word, force. Forces institutions to give individuals uh, an opportunity that they would, would not have and to find out if they can, uh, if they can meet the standards. Uh, it's very easy, Joe, to sit there and talk about, well, we can give them a standardized test. We can do this. We can do that. Sometimes you just got to put people in that position. You know, you talked about, uh, my gosh, look at all the black actors and actresses there are in Hollywood these days. Yes, but you are old enough, certainly, to remember when you could turn on a TV show or a movie and you would not see one one black face unless it was the waiter or waitress or the janitor or the janitor uh, no argument there okay uh, but that's not today no, it is not today. And so we're not talking about just putting black actors in, in movies. I'm not saying affirmative action wasn't necessary at one point. I don't believe it's necessary any longer. That's and, my personal opinion. Right. And, you know, when you use, I, when we use affirmative action, we don't, we don't use it as a blanket covering okay. absolutely everything. For but instance, there's some, there's some people, I mean, no matter how much I might want to be a brain surgeon, I don't believe I could succeed in medical school. I don't believe I have the intelligence or the mindset or the capabilities to do that job. Now, do I want to do it? Yeah, I'd love to do it because they make a good living and, you know, it's saving people's lives. That's exciting stuff. But I I'm not capable of doing it. So why should I take a slot that I don't have or that I haven't deserved and I haven't earned from somebody who could do the job? Because, but suppose you did think you were capable of doing it. Suppose you not only really wanted to do it, but you thought, you know, based on my my uh, the, the science I've studied and my abilities, I believe I could do it, but I, I just don't have the opportunity to do it. How would you not have the opportunity? Can you apply? Is someone stopping you from applying to medical school? Not a bit, but... And again, if you apply, are you not... You know, if I just see your name on there, I see Steve Kushaloff. I don't know whether you're Catholic, Protestant, Jew, black, white, green, yellow. I don't know. I'm looking at your, your qualifications based on your education, what you have achieved in school. I heard a story yesterday on uh, Gordon Deal's program that I thought was very insightful. He talked about a young lady uh, who just did everything right. I mean, she was wh a white young lady from a middle-class family in Texas. I don't know whether we could get that. Probably can't find that story now. But she just did everything to achieve. She worked extra. She took like 30 AP courses and aced every one of them. She uh, volunteered in her community. She did things. She applied. And she had all these wonderful recommendations. The kid had done everything. She applied, as you might expect, because she was at the head of her class, had a like a 1,500 SAT score. She applied to these prestigious universities like Harvard, Brown, Columbia, all those universities. They turned her down because they're looking for a diverse student body. She finally wound up getting a full ride to the University of Arizona. You know, and that's great. But why should she, someone who has achieved everything she achieved, who worked hard for her dream, who earned it, 
literally earned it. She was denied that opportunity because somebody's decided that we've got to have so many people of this and so many people of that and so many people of the other in our institution. How is that fair? And and how is it that years ago, certain ethnic groups, minorities, Jews, African Americans could not couldn't get into schools like Harvard, Yale, etc. You know, I'm going to throw out. I'm going to spend. So, in other words, because a Jew or somebody else couldn't do it, then we now deprive a white young lady who's achieved a ton of stuff because 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 we need to have equity because it keeps on being the whole system keeps on being uh, keeps on evolving. Another word that your side of the aisle hates. Another phrase is the idea of systemic racism. Oh God. Forbid, there's no such thing as systemic racism. Well, there is. There's definitely this young lady was denied because of her race. Okay, here, here's and the it's simple. being practiced by you people right. on the left. And I'm going to give you the simple definition of systemic racism. Systemic racism means that when two people walk up to a uh, a counter in a restaurant or in a diner or at a at a store, and one of them is black and one of them is white, the white person is going to get weighted on first. But that has nothing to do with their qualification. No, but it has to do with we make decisions based on color. I was watching a show the other night um, called uh, about, in in this particular case, a a, a TV producer had walked into a butcher shop. Uh, She had to buy groceries for a TV show that her company was putting on. And as she stood there, the butcher behind the counter kept going to this person, kept going to that person, kept going, and just completely ignored her. So that, again, that's what we talk about, systemic racism. But that's right there in front of it. What I'm talking about is a college admissions program that doesn't, shouldn't be, should be colorblind. It should be something that they, you just look at and say, okay, here's a qualified person. They're getting in. Cindy, you're on the mark this morning. This whole topic is disturbing to me as a patient because it's my choice who cares for me, not yours and not the government's. So I find I purposefully make choices about the physicians who care for me. Uh, Whatever my criteria might be, that's none of your business. And it's disturbing to me that there are people who would place their decision, their choice over mine, and impose their choice over mine about something so intimate as caring for me, for my body, for my health issues. I find that very disturbing. This this proposes yet another forfeiture of privacy and self-determination here in America that I just find astounding. But, But nobody, I don't think hospitals do that. If you want 30% of the patients, isn't that what was said earlier? 30% of the surgeries have to be performed by minorities. Well, that was hypothetical. So I come through the door the day that I want my uh, surgeon to operate on me, but too bad for me because, you know, we've crossed the line and we don't have our 30%. So you're going to have to have this person over here do it. On an artificial criteria has nothing to do with competence or with the sense of empathy and trust that I have with that caregiver. Not at all. But just imposed on these social criteria. Not at all. If you are going to have knee surgery, back surgery, etc., in some cases the hospital... In my case, for instance, any time I've had any kind of procedure, the, the hospital simply says, okay, this is who's going to do it, or this is who you're going to talk to. P- 
me personally, I have no problem with that. But I'm I'm very different like that because I'll tell you, my uh, I have family members who are very questioning of who is going to do the procedure on them. Uh, and they the, have every right to do absolutely, that. Absolutely, of course their they body do. And they're right in the Abs- check. Of course so they, they do. have every right to yes, determine I know. who. And if you choose to abdicate that, that's your business. But the fact that you are comfortable with doing that doesn't give you the right to impose no. such thinking on other people. And, and I'm not saying they do. Another uh, woman that I'm uh, friends with uh, is in need of a kidney transplant. She was all set to go to a particular hospital, and she sat with the surgeon, etc. Did not get a good feeling about that. She's going. She's going somewhere else. So good I'm, for I'm, her. Absolutely, she has every right well, to do that, Cindy, and nobody, says, nobody has the has you know, the, uh, moral authority, right. the ethical right to impose, regardless of their agenda and how and high nobody, holy you know, they may think they what, are, you know, to the, interfere in that relationship. This this is what really gets me so frustrated, and why. If I ever get kicked off doing this show, it isn't going to make me particularly unhappy. Cindy, nobody is sitting here saying you should not have that freedom. Let me repeat that. Nobody is sitting here saying you should not have that freedom. And yet, let me finish, and yet you come on the radio in a very indignant voice saying people shouldn't do that. People should. Nobody is doing that. You know, you're getting yourself all worked up, and now I'm getting worked but up. But it's the logical extension of what happens well, if you impose criteria on people. Because exactly. No. Let, no, let's not exactly. finish. Let's say the thirty percent of the truth. What happens that is not the day true. that you cross the thirty percent? So let's say you place this artificial criteria, and now the hospital's gotten through nine months. And lo and behold, people have made their choices, and those choices are not compliant with this goal. They're not the 30%. They're not the 30%. You throw the goal in the dirt and then continue to respect the right of an individual to choose who their care provider is and that that person be of their criteria and they don't have to justify themselves to anybody? The logical extension, the logical extension is what happens because this is what what happened as a result of affirmative action. The logical result is that you find that people who previously had the door shut in their face actually can do the job. And so now we see minorities in positions that first 30, 40 years ago, you never would have seen them in, and they're doing a fabulous job. Do you think 40 years ago you would have had a black uh, Secretary of Defense in Washington, D.C.? I don't think so. Do you think, and 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 for me... Do you think his blackness, his color, contributes to his capacity as someone to organize the defense of this country? No, not particularly, but let me ask you this. Do you 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 think think, it hinders it? Do you think uh, Dr. Carson was put in the position that he was put in? Do you think his color had anything to do with him being made Secretary of HUD? I have no idea, but here's what I do know. I do know that as a person who worked for many years in the healthcare industry, that people were afforded an opportunity and they needed to perform. 
Yep. And if they performed, they were rewarded with more opportunities. And I would hate to think that we organize a healthcare system in which we ignore mediocrity or ineffectiveness, a failure to have empathy for the patients, and, and incompetence and skills because we've crept that, into a priority that's that. other than those things, but which are at, what medicine is about. Look at our beloved President Joe Biden, who is a big uh, Steve's big big uh, supporter. Of Steve's a big supporter of his. With good reason. He picked for a Supreme Court, not the best qualified oh, candidate, no. oh, the best no, no. qualified black female candidate. That's right. Doesn't because, mean she was the best qualified. He never said he was going to pick the best qualified candidate. He said he was going this, to pick Joe. the best qualified you know, black oh, female. There we go it again. Is, I said this at the time, and I will say this again as a woman. It's unfortunate. It's just terrible that he explained right. his criteria that way. Right. He didn't have to. that will be a ghost on her shoulder for the rest of her career. Not at all. And yes, it will be. I, oh, of course it, it is will a be. shame that, that he, he had no need to do that. He could have oh, simply baloney. said that I think that this woman is the best person for the job. Right. I think this Period. lawyer, this Period. judge, is the best person for the job. And to have belabored of outside criteria, I believe is unfortunate and will remain a ghost on her no, career. No, you are. Well, Cindy, you're wrong. I, and that's because any time you have had, for instance, let's let's stick with the idea of women in such positions. When you have people like Margaret Chase Smith, there, the name came to me. I think she was what the well, first she's a senator, first the first, first federal senator, fe- judge, female, right? federal, no, first more, female senator, first female senator, oh, senator. right? Okay, do you, somebody had to start it, and it was Margaret Chase Smith. And people learn from that, hmm, there's no reason why a woman can't serve as a United States senator. Number two, how many people live in the United States? 330 million people. And so now we're going to say, let's pick the best qualified. There is no way for a position like the Supreme Court or a or any position, you're going to pick the best. Tell me, who is the best qualified? No, you're going to find there are probably 200, 300 people who would fit the criteria of being the best qualified. And so Joe Biden says, I'm going to take that group of 100, 200, 300 best qualified people, and of that group, I will select a black woman, because we it's time we had a black woman on the Supreme Court. So that 15 or 20 years from now, when I'm Long gone, the idea of putting a black woman on the Supreme Court will be no big deal. How about an Asian American? When is that coming? I don't know. Or a Native American. Or a Native American. How about somebody who is yeah, an immigrant from another country? Yeah, how about it? Hey, listen, I was a baseball fan for But for you're many ignoring years. the fact that, that if we're going to be this wonderful society, we cannot make decisions based on people's race, based on their color, based on their religion. We have to make the decisions based on, on their your, qualifications. Absolutely. Of course. And I Period. say uh, it's one story if the president makes such a decision. It's a whole other story if the grand social order decides to impose that on me. I, in this country today, we each of us patients have a right to make decisions. Some medical people find those decision-making processes problematic, and that's their problem. We have a right to make our decisions. Thank and you. as and nobody such, says I have the right to choose shouldn't. my provider. And Send nothing, Lordy. nothing and no one 
should interfere with an right. individual's right to choose their provider and to choose the care that they want to have. Okay, that Cindy, is thank a you. a fundamental human right. We've got to move on. Thank you, Cindy. Thank we appreciate you. your call and your comment. We've got to take a quick break. We have two calls on hold. We invite your participation. 1-800-795-9565. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Walk. I'm Joe McGranahan. With me is Steve Kushaloff. And one of our emailers, uh, even though Mark isn't here today, wants to take Mark to task for something you said uh, earlier. Mark absolutely criticized Rand Paul for only being an eye doctor. So there you go, Mark. You're you're getting um, beat over the head, even though you're not here today. Okay, Lance, you're on the mark. Good morning, sir. Hi, good morning to everybody, especially your guests there, everybody's favorite uh Woke, condescending, know-it-all. Oh! (laughs) Keep going. You've got his attention. (laughs) Well, all right. Well, anyway, affirmative action. Uh, I always thought it was funny when everybody would say, we are a equal opportunity affirmative action employer. First they say we don't discriminate, and then they say they do. Isn't that right? I don't think they say what I have heard. I don't hear equal opportunity affirmative action. I hear equal opportunity employer. I hear that. Yeah. But and no, and I, how am I a know-it-all? I, Let's get back to the real issue. How am I a know-it-all? I mean, I'm sitting here across from Joe McGranahan. McGranahan knows what the heck, everything that's going on in Harrisburg, I can barely keep up with him there. Uh, locally, he knows every single road that's being built. Uh, so how am I a know-it-all when i got to try to stand up here in opposition to Joe McGranahan? Come on. Well, yeah, you're giving well, me too much no, credit. I, I'm saying as you think you do. That's all. Well, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't think they know it all? Anyway, I've got some great baseball stuff here, but you go on. and. Uh... Yeah, it's your dime. Go ahead, Lance. All right. Okay, here we go. Uh, where I worked was discrimination, but it was reverse discrimination. All the bosses were afraid they'd get fired if they said anything bad about a black person. And, and, I mean, that was the truth. I mean, I went through that and saw folks that, well, like, were guy implicated in a drug deal, right? Loses his job. The other guy, convicted of a drug deal, black man, gets work release. I mean, it's just like that. I could name ten things that happened that way. And so it kind of, kind of weird there. And it was a fellow who worked there, was retired from the Air Force, a black man. I say near genius, he probably was a genius. The electrics on a locomotive were Stone Age compared to what this man was used to. And I found out he just wasn't the 
line electrician where he worked, he was like the foreman, okay? But uh, he hated affirmative action simply because through the whole thing they looked at him and they said, well, did he really get here because he's good or did he get here, you know, because of his skin color? And when you're, you know, thousands of feet in the air having to depend on a machine that was um, spined out by someone, you've got to make sure that these folks know what they're doing. So it was really bad. And he, um, his kids, you know, um, he always felt sorry for them because they were going through the same thing. But yet, Lance, there, there, has, to be a, there has to be an opportunity for people to prove themselves. I don't know how you draw that line. I mean, if if I refuse to hire you just because of the color of your skin, then something has to be done to make you be willing, at least, to give me an opportunity to prove myself. Now, if I can't hold the job, if I can't, by my performance, earn the right to keep that job, then I think you have the absolute right to fire me. But at some point, we have to give people the opportunity to prove themselves. Yeah, well, we also we had a fellow there who was black, and he was a foreman. Had no idea what he was doing, but everybody covered for him. Nice guy, you know, but that, that happens too, that way. Why, could I just uh, add here about democracy versus republic? To me, a democracy is uh, demonstrable with the antebellum South here in this country and also India. Now, India, that's a the world's largest democracy, which is tremendous if you happen to be a Hindu, but if you happen to be a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Christian, you're sort of duck soup out of luck for anything you want to do. And that is just what democracy is. It's mob rule. Okay, fair okay. enough. Thank Quiet. you. Okay. Hey, you're entitled Bye. to your opinion. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Take care. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call. We have one call pending, and he's on the mark right now. Chris, good morning, sir. Good morning. Yeah, I think Steve nailed it pretty well with Cindy and her breathless indignation about what nobody ever said. He does that a lot. Well, and it isn't, you know, as I said to Joe... And, okay, go ahead. Well, all I want to say is... One thing, Republicans are so darn good at at messaging. I mean, you know, and that was just a clear example. Joe brings up this just hypothetical example, and we start talking about what if, what if hospitals would impose a a, a quota on the number of surgeons? And here's this, and then a caller says, it goes on for 15 minutes, it seemed like, going no, on and it wasn't 15 minutes. Okay, it wasn't 15 minutes. She goes on and it on and again on. again and again and again and again, even though Steve was telling her nobody ever said that, and she never took that issue up. Right. But, well, in and her then defense, Joe she... brings up, she brings up uh, how insulting it must be for, a black, for, uh, for the Supreme Court justice to be nominated because she was black. Oh, it was just so insulting. And then, of course, Joe echoes in on it. And, of course... Who did? Who were all of Trump's appointees to the Supreme Court? They were the be, they were the best people that were on the Supreme Court that were that were likely to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade and were on the Heritage Foundation's list. 
that's I'm going to choose from the Heritage Foundation's list. And the best person on that is, and that will forever dog them. I don't think so, because here's why. That list was created by a third party, not by the president. And he announced in advance what he was going by to a do. It's a very conservative third party with specific aims to get certain cases decided a certain way. Isn't that a president's and right? they were the best people of that group. And what would Joe Biden do? Would he appoint somebody who was likely to I'm vote to overturn Roe versus Wade? The point is, the point is that's more insulting than the, the, the black issue that uh, everybody that you guys are always mentioning. Not really. If, he if it's real. He didn't say, President Trump didn't come out and say, I'm going to appoint the best qualified yes. white woman I can find. He didn't no, say he that. that. I'm going to choose somebody from a pre, uh, from a private company's list that's highly conservative that has very certain aims in mind when they choose Supreme Court justice. And is They've that the president's right? People. Is that the and president's these are the right? Best people we found that we've been able to groom. Is that and the president's the list? And nobody else will be considered. Is that the president's, the president's right? Said. Is that the president's right or isn't it? You're not answering and that question. Well, I'll answer it. Why isn't it? Appoint a black woman or not? Yeah, it why, is. Why it's his right. That, that's why not, not an issue, Joe. That's not an issue. It's his right to do it. And, and it's for there his president. You go with things that are not an issue. And it's President Biden's Nobody right. Nobody said that. And it's President Biden's right to appoint the first black woman to the United States Supreme Court. I just think he put a target on her back by saying that no, I'm no, going no, to pick the best qualified black person for that job. And yes, that's what he did. He put a target on her Kavanaugh. back, and now Joe, that target's there for the rest of her life, and, and she's going to have to live hey, with it. And hey, Joe, 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 Joe. Let's take Kavanaugh. Oh, who you was mean, he the best of? Well, he was, he was the, the best, best beer-drinking rapist. That's who he was. He Thank was, you, Joe. <laughs> Very good, Joe. You finally That's got what right. you people on the left say. I mean, forget his qualifications. Forget all the wonderful things he's done. No, he was just a beer-drinking frat boy who raped somebody. And you don't think there's and a there Joe, was absolutely Joe, no credible Joe, testimony. On his back. No credible testimony. Joe. Yeah. You, can I talk to Heinley? Well, I, but you've been cutting me off all during the show, so go ahead. No, no, I, I've been true. You, you've been going off point all during the show. True. Well, go ahead. I'm listening. Okay. Kavanaugh was the very best person they could find that they could appoint in order to get somebody else to retire so they'd have a position to appoint someone to. Huh? He, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh got the seat that, uh, what's-his-name resigned, right? Quit. Right? Who, who, who quit to get Kavanaugh the seat? Uh, did they quit or did they die? That's terrible. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I think he was the one, and not that that uh, that clerks for the judge who retired, and the judge who retired said, "I will retire." They were trying to get him to retire because they were afraid he might die. Uh, won't wouldn't wouldn't retire or die during Trump's term, and then he might be replaced by a Democrat for president. And and he said, "Well, no, he replaced Anthony. He replaced Anthony Kennedy. If, he replaced Anthony. Guy, yeah, Chris, would you listen? Appointed, Chris, would you listen for a minute? Retire. Chris, would you listen for a minute? You ask a question. I'm giving you an answer. He replaced Justice Anthony Kennedy. Okay. Yes. Who retired? And he retired on the condition that Kavanaugh would get the appointment, and that was the best uh, one." 
that so Kavanaugh was the best person he could appoint that would get a Supreme Court justice to retire so he could appoint somebody new. Uh, and isn't that exactly what's happened here with Breyer? He didn't specifically <laughs> name anybody that Biden should choose. I have no no evidence that shows that Kennedy actually demanded. It was in the news. And who is, it was in the news. And who did uh, who did uh, Katanji Jackson? It was a backdoor deal to get him to retire. And like the backdoor deal that Biden made here, because guess who clerked for Justice Breyer? Gee, who was that? Yeah, and guess who clerked for, uh, no, no, nobody ever said that. So we, we got it, Chris. That. We got it. Democrats nobody good, Republicans bad. We that. got it. We got it. Democrats good, Republicans bad. No, Joe, you're bad when you make stupid comments that are about the Supreme Court justices. So, okay, Joe Stupid, Chris Smart, we got that, too. Hey, thanks, Chris. Oh, jeez, Joe. We got it. We got to move on. If if that's all you got, you ought to retire. (laughs) Maybe you should, too, Chris. Thanks a lot. 1-800-795-9565. That's our our phone number. Our email address is on the mark at WKOK.com. We've got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. With me is Steve Kushaloff, and on the line is Judy from Sunbury. Judy, you're on the mark. Hi, Joe. Good morning, people. Howdy. I just wanted to make a um, comment about what Chris said about Cindy. I've listened to her call in for years. She is very intelligent. She's got a very good background in the healthcare field. And I'll tell you what, I'd put her up against him in a debate any day, and my money would be on her. Mine, too. Chris, every time you ask him a question, he dances and spins. He can't even answer a question directly. And he acts like an authority. Just because he doesn't hear it or he doesn't see it, it doesn't exist. Hey, I have to tell you, Chris, but that's not so. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. One of our emailers said, Biden has continually made the comment his cabinet will look like America. He lied. The majority of his cabinet is minority, and that is not the face of this country. Well, if you're gonna, if you want to look at every single one of those individuals, and then if you want to have your own quota, because there you go. Obviously, this writer has his quota, saying that hmm, we can have this many minority members of the cabinet, but once we get this many members of the minority cabinet, no, that's no good. So this this guy's got his own quotas. You can have five minority members of the cabinet, but you can't have seven. You can have six, but you can't have nine. So you know, there's your but own again, quota. What is the what is the criteria that were used to pick these people? Is it because he felt that they were the best qualified or because they checked boxes? Because they were the best qualified and they checked boxes. But now is that right? Is that what we should do? Best qualified and check boxes, and not check just boxes. best qualified period. Sometimes it has to be. Sometimes as you what yourself were, said, what was what were the criteria that made that mandatory in this day and age with this president? What were the criteria for what are we talking about? Well, you're saying sometimes it's necessary. What made it necessary this time other than political pandering to his base? Right. Because when you have cabinet after cabinet after cabinet and you look through history and it's all white men. Trump's wasn't all white men. No, it wasn't. 
but it was you know it was Bill Clinton who kind of got this whole idea started about having a cabinet that looked like America. And uh, if you don't for if you don't force the issue, which I know a lot of people don't like that idea, then it's never going to happen. And I have a fabulous example here, but I have not had time to get it out. Well, right now Eric's got the floor. Eric, you're on the mark. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call, and thank you for the floor. Uh, Joe, uh, did, did you guys happen to catch the uh, senatorial debate on 28, I think it was the night before last? Nope, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. Oh, my goodness, gentlemen, we've got to stay informed. Um, so there's five, five, five Republican candidates, the latest one. The Democrat was last week. There was three. Um, and Connor Lamb did very well, I might add, in that debate, my man. Um, but uh, very interesting in the uh, Republican debate, uh, three of the five were carpetbaggers. And in fact, and I apologize, I do not know the name, the, uh, the uh, female African-American candidate who apparently is climbing in the polls. Uh, called them out on it and called them out on it very well and and had uh, uh, Osmot uh, on his heels and also Mr. Was it McCartney McCartney whatever his name is the the Bluesburg carpetbagger you know <laughs> back on their heels uh, and uh, very interesting so I've been saying it and now uh, at least one of the Republican candidates is backing my play she's also calling them carpetbaggers. Your thoughts? Well, you know, for example, that no congressman has to live in the district he represents. Now, that's been the okay. Constitution. Now, let me let me fi- let, let, let me let me finish. Make it right. let, let me finish. It was written into the United States Constitution. They set the rules, and that's what they felt was important that it not be a requirement that you live in the district that you represent. You may want it that way, but that doesn't make it wrong to be, as you call them, a carpetbagger, which implies, you know what a carpetbagger was, Eric, you know about enough about history to know that it's a very derogatory term that had to do with personal greed and avarice, not necessarily the fact that they didn't live in the area where they were, they were, where they were working. But it also it did include... Uh, green and avarice, as you say, because that you know in the South that's what happened. The people who moved in and then took over, and uh, you know because they uh, the uh, folks down there couldn't pay their taxes and, and and scooped up all the land and so forth, and they were called carpet baggers for a reason, Joe, weren't they? They were. They came off the trains with carpet bags, which is way the well, luggage of the day. Exactly. So <laughs> you're exactly right. They came off the trains. Bingo. And of course, in the case of Dr. Oz, he came off the plane. Bingo. Uh, I don't know about the other gentleman. He lived in Connecticut, made his billions in, uh, in um, you know, uh, hedge funds and so forth. Maybe we should change uh, the name. Of- ever held political office before. So, I mean, you know. And so instead of the United States of America, where we hope that everybody is working in the best interest of the country, we should become the disunited States of America and only elect people who live in our neighborhoods to jobs. Not neighborhoods. I'm talking about someone who wasn't even from our country and still maintains his citizenship in another country, Joe. And you don't want to talk about that. He's from our country. Are you going to elect a senator who's also a citizen of another country? He's going to give up his citizenship. He says... And, and and Donald Trump says we'd see his taxes too. So he there can't, you go. He can't you tell me. He can't serve if he does it. He, I think he has to do it. He has uh, no senator has well, ever held citizen? dual citizenship. 
But the question is whether or not Dr. Oz, and we're talking about Dr. Oz in case anybody doesn't know, he is a <laughs> eminently qualified for the job of the United States Senator. Wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? Yeah, because how do you figure that? Because the doctor's on television? I think, I think because he is an intelligent Honor, human man. He's 35 uh, years, he's 35 and years of age. And is from Pennsylvania, as is his whole family. Yeah, right. Another Another member of the swamp dwellers. From the you know, I've been down in Washington all these years. Now, now, Joe, you can't call Pittsburgh a swamp. I could call the United States Congress a swamp, <laughs> or at least most of it. So, 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 so that doesn't make him qualified because he knows and uh, politics and has has a record of, of fighting for the working man in Pennsylvania, which Dr. Oz has a record of fighting for who. Well, let me ask you, why did all the liberals endorse him and love him? That's my question, Joe. Who does Dr. Oz have a record of fighting for? Prior People? to, I don't recall any kind of uh, uh, right Did you ever watch, did you ever watch his show? Did you ever watch his show? He advocates for the common man all the time. He always did. He never came on there and said, I'm for the special interests. He worked with people. Now he is for the special interests because it's far right. <laughs> He was pro. He was pro gun, Joe, on his show. He said, "Yes, everyone should have a gun and defend themselves." Did he come out and say that? I think he had a common sense approach. What he did say was <laughs> that the best way to keep guns out of the hands of people who shouldn't have them is through red flag laws. I happen to agree with him. That may I not please. That no, may not please people on, on the far left. That? that was his right. platform. No, he came on his show and did whatever he had to do to get ratings because that's what his job was, right? To get ratings and stay on the air. And now, because we have an open scene in Pennsylvania, he feels he can take his, whatever, Hollywood attitude, swing into Pennsylvania and take us dumb, dumb Pennsylvania ticks and sway us with his swaying and his $45 million in, in advertising, and we'll vote for him just because we have a former president who says, oh, he's the best guy. Well, that's the way you choose to characterize it. I don't characterize it that way. But well, you're free. Me, Joe, you, how is he qualified? You have yet to tell me. I just, I just did tell you. He how is. is he qualified to become a senator? One of only fifty people. You know, in some ways, more more power than their presidency. Well, we got to move. We got to move on. But I'll tell you what you do. You get out your constitution and read the qualifications to be a United States senator. He's eminently qualified. Hey, I'm sorry. We got to move on, Eric. Thank you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We have to take a break. We got a call pending, and we have a couple of emails, but we can still get you in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
Welcome back to On the Mark. All right, Steve wanted 15 seconds. Bob, hang on. I promised Steve is 15 seconds. We're running the timer. Okay, number one, I have. I never said Cindy was not intelligent. Uh, my experience has been that she's highly intelligent, particularly in her field, which was healthcare. But in this case, I think Cindy was absolutely creating an issue out of a non-issue. Uh, Mr. McGranahan simply raised this hypothetical idea of what if hospitals would impose that 30% of surgeons had to be minority. And Cindy took that and ran with it and went on and on that people should have the right to choose their own provider, as if they don't have the right to choose their own provider. Of course they have the right to choose their own provider. Okay, thank you, Joe. But in my hypothetical, they would not have. That was the hypothetical. Listen, that was a part of it that made it hypothetical. If you want to live in a hypothetical universe, that is fine. Because that's what <laughs> that's what a lot of these non-issues are. They are hypothetical, and yet they grab the public's imagination, and that's what gets but run But who would with. have believed years ago that Disney would, you know, be fighting today for um, bizarre characters that they want to have included in their... You know, that Walt Disney never envisioned. The world changes. People get different ideas. We have That's right. now uh, Google is striving uh, some kind of a thing that if I type a word in, it's going to tell me maybe I would have been insensitive, and here's another word you ought to use in its place. We're trying to social engineer this country instead of letting it grow on its own. Bob, Pax Sinus, you're on the mark. Yeah, hey, today you got Google. You can find anything about anybody you want to find out. You just got to pay a couple dollars sometimes. But as far as I was calling for was the election coming up, people need to register to vote, get ready for the primaries, and, you know, go out and cast your vote for the best candidate, the person that is for the people, not saying they're for the people. And, um, you know, we're going to need to lose this election. Democrats, we're going to need to lose this election to have Democrats stay in the White House. That's how it works in the past. That's how it's going to work in the future. So we're going to have to give the Republicans this election. What, what this, do you mean? So what do you mean? Uh, I think I know what you mean, but maybe elaborate on it. What do you mean Democrats are going to have to lose this election in order to uh, do better in the future? Well, just look back in the, in the last elections. Who was president? Who won the primary or who won the election? During this time, and you'll find out you need to leave, leave okay. the Republicans win for a Democrat to stay in the White House. Okay. Bob, call Just us back tomorrow. Is. Call Our us back tomorrow to finish your thought. We've got to get out of here. Steve Kushloff, Joe McGranahan, we'll be back at it tomorrow on WKOK Sunbury's On the Mark.